if it's 6 o'clock on a Tuesday evening and Mother Nature is behaving, then it's time for FNL Winter. Brought to you by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Hi, this is Tim Glenday with you from our ESPN NH studios. Sit back and relax. Everything high school sports is going to be thrown at you for the next two hours and 55 minutes, including a live basketball broadcast from Nashua North tonight, Boys Basketball Division One. A pair of 500 clubs are going at it. It will be Bishop Girton at Nashua North, both clubs coming into tonight's action with 7-7 seven and seven records. A variety of games played in the state already yesterday. That even means a couple of the originally scheduled games for tonight have been, if you will, moved. And uh, everything's getting on schedule with about a week to go, depending on the divisions. Uh, there's a little more than a week to go in Divisions 1 and 2. There's only a week to go when it comes to Divisions 3 and 4. This time next week, they'll be already having at the higher seeds the first round of their playoffs. We plan to discuss at halftime this evening of our broadcast with uh, the coach, Mike Belvo, and Nick Anastas, our play-by-play man extraordinaire. When we get to uh, halftime, we're going to go over the tournament schedule, at least for the first time this evening, and that's going to allow us to... uh, uh, if you will, set the stage. For those of you who want to travel, follow what the various schools are up to, you'll be able to do so. When we go to uh, Nashua North in a little bit this evening, Mike Abelson of the Union Leader is going to be a pregame guest, a brief interview, live from the gym with Nick Anastas this evening. And uh, we're also going to get a report uh, this evening from Sam Lewick, Sam is going to take in the Portsmouth-Salem game over at Salem. That's undefeated Portsmouth, 15-0, versus 6-8 Salem. We plan to talk to him in about 11 minutes. And when we're on for our post-game show, about an hour of scores from around the state, again, no preference. We do divisions one through four. We do boys. We do girls. If it's high school basketball and hockey and we get a score in, We'll use it, courtesy of the NHIAA's website. Uh, We will, at that time, though, preview what's happening in boys' hockey throughout the state and uh, how things set up for the NHIAA's hockey tournament as our own Nicodastus talked to Tom King. So Tom King of the Telegraph, uh, probably around 8 o'clock tonight, give or take a few minutes, with his hockey report. Can't go to the Super Bowl every week, Tom. So welcome back to our broadcast, and uh, we look forward to having you on it this evening. But at the moment, we think the best thing to do is to catch you up to date on all that Monday action because there was so much. So at 6.05 Live, let's fire up the Beals scoreboard. The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com. So we're going to start with a recap of boys' ice hockey. Again, these are the games that were played yesterday here in the great state of New Hampshire. At the rinks at Exeter, Winnicunit hosted Kingswood, and Kingswood was the victor by a score of 7-3. to 
Oyster River visited the Portsmouth Newmarket team and defeated them by a score of 3-1. to one. Bishop Brady came over to Conway Ice Arena here in Nashua to take on that uh, co-op team, if you will, Nashua North Salhegan. And uh, Bishop Brady came away the winners. Tough winter for the two uh, Nashua public high school hockey teams. Again, Bishop Brady the winner. The score in that one was 6-3. to three. At the JFK up in Manchester, Central played Trinity. Central came out top by a score of 3-2. to two. Playing over at St. A's, Bedford and Pinkerton. Pinkerton was the victor by the score of 5-4. to four. Bishop Girton was traveling up to Londonderry to take on the Londonderry team at the Tri-Town Ice Arena. And the winner was Bishop Girton by a score of 5-4. to four. In girls' ice hockey yesterday, to finish out that particular sport, played over at St. A's, it was Lebanon 4, Salhegan 1. And at the Campion Ice Rink in Hanover, Exeter. Long ride for them. It was worth it. They won by a score of 4-3. to three. Let's go to boys' basketball. Again, this is all Monday action. Kennett over Oyster River by a score of 41-40. It was Bishop Brady over John Stark, 46-37. Bishop Girton over Dover, 64-56. Those were, by the way, all victories by the road teams. So are the next four scores I have for you. Moultonboro over Linwood by a score of 68-38. It was Woodville over Profile, 62-47. Pittsfield against Sunapee at the Sherburn Gym in Sunapee. They won. Pittsfield 72, Sunapee 41. Groveton traveled to Pittsburgh. The Kane and Pittsburgh uh, game played in Pittsburgh. And Groveton uh, really whomped them 86 to 24. It's time to talk about a home team or two holding serve, if you will. Derryfield versus Farmington. Derryfield victorious. 62-37. to 37. It was Wilton Lineborough over Hinsdale, 67-49. to 49. Again, these are boys' basketball games that were played yesterday in and around the state of New Hampshire. It was Littleton over White Mountains, 75-46. to 46. It was Raymond by one basket over St. Thomas Aquinas, 64-62. Campbell at home, a big win over Sanborn, final score 58-44. Stevens at home over Hopkinton at the Frederick W. Carr Gym. Stevens 60, Hopkinton 56. Girls basketball, Monday games. Winnicunit over Merrimack, 48 to, uh, excuse me, 43-38. It was Wyndham over Conval, 52-37. Kennett over Oyster River by a score of 47 to 41. And Bow hosting Hollis Brookline at Falcon Gym over there in Bow. The home team lost. Hollis Brookline was victorious by a score of 42 to 41. As the night progresses, we'll get in our scores from around the state and give you tonight's scoreboard at least two or three times during the second half of our broadcast, that is to say the part of the broadcast that airs after we do our actual game, our actual live BG at Nashua North game, 6.30 is the tip-off scheduled 
Of course, JV action, whatever, always affects that. And we'll go there a little early this evening as Mike Abelson of the Union Leader will be a uh, guest interview prior to tonight's game. But there are a lot of 6 o'clock games on the schedule. It means it'll be easy to get final scores. There are games being played at White Mountains, Winnescram, Newfound, Newport, Belmont, all with that early start. Then we get into our 6.30 games tonight, which involve St. Thomas, Prospect Mountain, Monadnock has a game at that time, Kearsarge, Hillsborough Deering. As far as the girls, uh, the Nashua High School North girls game uh, should be the lead-in to Nick's broadcast as uh, North was playing Girton at 5 o'clock. So perhaps they'll have an update on that one. Merrimack uh, is at Manchester Central. Dover has a home game versus Londonderry. Memorial versus Concord. Alvern is at uh, home. They're over there in Hudson at home against South. And this is girls basketball. And we're into the more traditional 6.30 starting time now. Trinity Pinkerton at 6.30. Exeter Keene uh, at Exeter. Conval Plymouth at Conval. Kennett Merrimack Valley at Kennett. And we've mentioned the John Stark game. Milford is hosting Lebanon. Goffstown is hosting Wyndham. Portsmouth versus Pelham. Salhegan versus Pembroke. And uh, Hanover at 7 o'clock tonight is hosting Manchester West, giving the girls from the Queen City just a little bit longer time to make their way all the way up to, well, the border, right? Hanover, Dartmouth land, that's where that game's being played. And that's our first sort of unofficial Beals scoreboard for the evening as it was a look back at Monday games. Our featured game live this evening and every Tuesday when the weather looks good. And by the way, doesn't it look good? Even if you love ice hockey and skiing and skating, it's nice to do it under very good conditions. And uh, what a week for some people to have vacation weeks and head north. Uh, hope you had a happy President's Day yesterday, or as I learned it, George Washington's birthday. Mr. Lincoln's is tomorrow. But that was the way they taught it many, many years ago at the Broad Street Elementary School, which uh, opened, quite frankly, with my class. That's right. We were the first ones there in the very early 1960s, he says, dating himself. When we come back, as I say, we have a correspondent in the field. That's Sam Lewick. He's uh, going to have a big game. Portsmouth at Salem, undefeated Portsmouth at 15-0 versus Salem, who is 6-8. And And, uh, we hope to have a report from him to set the table of that game. And then shortly after that, we'll be heading over to Nashua North, where BG is the visitor in boys basketball this evening. You'll hear all the action here on ESPN New Hampshire. Remind people going to the games, uh, radio is kind of neat in the stands, particularly in the era of earbuds. And that's what I would do, 900 radio, if I was going to the game. Uh, Same thing you Manchester people, 1250 on the dial. But anybody can listen for free anywhere in the state. You don't have to worry about nighttime signals or anything. Just go to ESPNNH.com, click on Listen Live, or from ESPNNH.com, download the TuneIn app, What do those two things have in common? They're absolutely free. And whenever we're producing our own local content like that, it's on the web, not just on the radio. Back in a few minutes, about three actually, here on ESPN New Hampshire. 
FNL Winter on ESPN New Hampshire. Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. Our Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is Katie Bellamo of Alvern High. What's it like going to school at Alvern? We have a modified block schedule. I take six classes, two of which are APs, and I'm also in the National Honor Society for basketball. This year we have four seniors, including myself. And then other than that, we're a pretty young team. I think all around, we're a pretty good, hardworking team that can work together. How long have you been playing basketball? I've been playing since second grade. That's when I started rec basketball. And then when I was in third grade, I started travel basketball. And from there, I've done like AAU and school basketball. So you've always been good, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely always been a hard worker. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the fall season. I ran cross country, and we ended up finishing third in Division One, I, I believe this in all of New Hampshire, and then we finished in the top 10 at New England. So we had a really successful season. And what kind of things did you do specifically with National Honor Society? So some things we do is this program called Feed Our Kids, where we go over to the local food pantry and like prepare bags of like different breakfast foods and lunches, and then we send those out to the local school so that they can give it to kids in need. All right, next year, you've already committed. Tell us where you're going. I will be going to Roberts Wesleyan, and I will be running there. Cross-country, winter track, and spring track. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit Apple Therapy. Pat's Peak Ski Area, a great family-friendly mountain with something for everyone, including day and night skiing, snowboarding, snow tubing, and a special pop. Pay one price program on Saturday nights. Head to Pat's Peak on Saturday nights for one low price from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. for skiing, snowboarding, tubing, rentals, lesson tips, and entertainment. Pat's Peak is one of the largest night skiing areas in all of northern New England. And one of New Hampshire's most accessible learn-to-ski and snowboard mountains. Bring your family and your friends. Whatever your age or ability level, you'll love Pat's Peak. For the latest info, go to patspeak.com. That's patspeak.com. Pat's Peak Ski Area in Henniker, New Hampshire. Pat's Peak, Southern New Hampshire's premier ski and snowboard mountain, is 100% open with day and night skiing and riding. Pat's Peak offers something for everyone in the family, whether it be skiing, snowboarding, or tubing. For the latest information on conditions, photos, videos, and events, go to patspeak.com. Manchester's new home for sports, ESPN New Hampshire. Welcome back to FNL Winter, brought to you by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, as well as uh, fine people like Beals and others who, uh, Beals Insurance, bring you the scoreboards. And um, uh, we have other people like the Apple Therapy folks and Loon Mountain uh, Skiing and others who all make it possible for you to hear reports as well as play-by-play of high school athletics. 17 past the hour. I'm about two minutes late getting to the phones with our own Sam Lewick, who is uh, going to cover... Portsmouth at Salem this evening. Good evening, Sam. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. So what does 6-8 and eight Salem got to do if they want to make a dent, namely loss number one for Portsmouth this evening? 
Yeah, what makes his Portsmouth team so tricky is their ability to beat you on both sides of the ball, I think. Uh, averaging close to 70 per game and allowing fewer than 50. Um, Salem either wins close or they lose big, and if they want to win tonight, they gotta they got to win close. Salem um, more recently has been um, playing some zone defense, as I recall. Yeah, that's right, and Portsmouth has experience beating those zones, so I'm not too sure how that's going to work out tonight. Do you expect uh, the locals to fill up the gym tonight, or is there a few seats for Portsmouth? Uh, it's filling up pretty nicely so far, so should be a pretty pulled-up crowd. Now, that's a long ride, but it's also worth it to see an undefeated team. I love school spirit yeah. when in any sport you get a team that's undefeated while the whole community gets behind it, and I'm sure that's happening with the Clippers. Yeah, it's a special time around that organization or program, I should say. All right, Sam, we'll look forward to a uh, post-game report with details on all of this. Thanks for checking in with us this evening. All right, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Sam Lewick. Sam has been at uh, many an event for us the first uh, seven or eight weeks of the games, the broadcasts, and uh, he's at one that's a humdinger tonight. That's Portsmouth at Salem. As for our friends over at the uh, NH Sports page, while we don't uh, shy away from recommending NHSportsPage.com, I will tell you they've taken more of their content and made it a premium. Now, what does that mean? That they'd like you to join. They'd like you to spend a few uh, dollars and join in. So uh, we can't give you, for example, the Powerade Top 15, kind of a feature we've done every week because I'd have to dig into the wallet and sign up, and I'm not about to do that. So that's something for coaches and parents and others who, to you know, give them the 50 bucks or so. But then again, you get everything from video of games to actual uh, articles beyond the one seen at the website, but still recommend nhsportspage.com. I will tell you that in terms of them making picks, there are uh, six people over there who make football picks and now basketball picks that our former colleague Pete Terry is running away with it this year. He's 43-16, and though everybody had a good week last uh, week. Uh, Pete going 7-2. and Various other correspondents all going six and three. A uh, little need improvement of John Kesty, who I've never met, because he's uh, he's practically flip a coin at thirty-two and twenty-seven. Same with Reed Grubbs, whose picks again. This was through the games played on the seventeenth. He was thirty and twenty-nine. But again, you may want to go to nhsportspage.com. As for us, our big source of scores, information, schedules, things like. The tournament schedule that we're going to talk about at halftime of our live broadcast are all courtesy of the state itself. The NHIAA.org is the place to go. Everything you want about students and parents, sports, summer, spring, fall, winter, sports medicine, the life of an athlete, lots of features about uh, the various teams as well. So if you'd like to learn about the different schools, if you want to follow their Twitter account during the evening and see what's going on at games, because people will post to the NHIAA Twitter account, feel free to do so. It's my major link in order to present you with scores here on ESPN New Hampshire. Again, it's FNL Winter. We are going to be featuring BG at Nashua North the entire game. And uh, during our final hour, we'll do some what we call instant replays of key passages of the game. 
Tom King, however, has filed a nice, lengthy NHIAA boys hockey report as they've got, uh, well, quite frankly, through Saturday to go. So it's uh, crunch time for any of the games being played there, as it is for Division Three and Four in basketball, because there, too, there's very little time left. They'll be starting higher seed games this time next week, where Division One and Two have just a little bit longer to go in action. We'll check in with Nick Anastas. He's got not one but two guests. We mentioned Mike Abelson. He's got Joe Macalena also in with him. And we'll go there in three minutes. Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. All right, we're here with Jacoby Burpee from Manchester West High School. He is our Student Athlete of the Month. Jacoby, welcome aboard. How you doing? Good. The Blue Knights are back in business, and you're a big reason why. First of all, how do you like playing for Coach Bryson? Uh, he's a great coach. Uh, he makes us work really hard, and always like, on our backs and telling us to improve and not to get down on each other in games, and always to pick each other up and stay together as a whole. And and where, where I guess, did the love of the game come from originally? Basically from my uncle. Like, I started off as a football player, and my uncle, he was really big on basketball. He introduced me to the sport, and it just started off as, like, one-on-one in, like, my backyard with him, and I just got better at it. How would you describe your game on the floor? I'm a slasher. I like to dribble, attack the basket. I'm not going to take the defenders. I'll go right at them. Have you enjoyed your your four years at at Manchester West? This is great. The teachers are actually really nice. They help you and encourage you to do better every day. If you need extra help, many of them stay extra days and work on lessons with you. And then for next year, you're you're not quite sure what your plans are, but but you know you want to enter the business field. What made you lean towards business? Uh, Just like like the retail, like marketing type thing. You've worked some basketball camps at West. How was that experience? Good to see like little kids ready to play and they come in and do the same thing that we do. They work hard and they want to go somewhere with it. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. At 6 a.m., you don't beep your horn. Doesn't matter. My buddy knows the drill anyway, because we do this every chance we get. Like a kid at Christmas, he's going to be at the window, skis at the door, hot cup of coffee in hand that he'll drain just in time for first tracks of Loon. Enjoy outstanding conditions. Loon Mountain, New England's most accessible mountain destination, is wide open across three peaks. Buy tickets ahead and save at loonmtn.com. It's 6 a.m., clear as a bell, and winter quiet. I'm watching my breath turn to steam. If I turn left out of the driveway, there's a mountain of paperwork on my desk. If I turn right, there's a mountain of snow at Loon. I'm turning right. Work will still be there tomorrow. Loon Mountain is wide open across three peaks with terrain for the whole family. Full progression of terrain peaks in New Hampshire's only super pipe. Buy tickets ahead and save at LoonMTN.com. This is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. 
Lining up his two guests, and of course his own coach, Mike Belvo, is our own Nick Anastas, the voice of Division One at UMass Lowell Riverhawk Basketball. His fourth year enjoying that duties. Let's go off to Titanland, Nashua North hosting Bishop Girton, Titans versus Cardinals. Girls have just played. We'll get a score on that, or at least who won. Good evening, Nick Anastas. Good evening, Tim. And the answer to your question, the Bishop Girton Cardinals girls team beat the Titans 58-34 here at Nashua North just a few minutes ago. And now the second part of this girls-boys doubleheader is about to begin. Both teams on the floor warming up. Nick Anastas here. I'll be joined by Coach Bellevue in just a moment. And Mike Abelson of the New Hampshire Union leader is my guest. We'll speak with Joe Marshallena of NH High School Sports in just a moment as well. You can coach my seat here and we'll get rocking and rolling. Well, Nick, it is, it's always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to be involved in Division One basketball. Been a, an excellent season thus far here at the D1 level in the Granite State. We're coming down the stretch. Well, I wanted to speak with you about, I guess, the D1 picture here as we get close to tournament time. Obviously, the headliner all year has been Portsmouth. The Clippers back in Division One and, and better than ever. Undefeated with, with the rest of the field, so to speak, kind of giving chase. I guess we'll start there with what Portsmouth's been able to do. How good is this Clipper team in your estimation? Very good, but also beatable. This is not an unbeatable team. I saw them against Bedford. Bedford, a very skilled basketball team. They gummed them up on the inside. Joey Glenn had a really rough night. Mike Sanborn was the star of that one, coming off the bench, hitting five big threes. Yeah. So they definitely come at you in waves. Um, one of the things I think can hurt this Portsmouth team is they haven't had a real nail-biter. I don't think they've had any single-digit games this year or any games. They, I know they have had no games under five points. So, you know, you get you get into the tournament. Maybe you get to Durham. You're back playing against Bedford. You're playing against Exeter. These are teams that can believe that believe they can win, that have the ability to win. It'll be interesting to see how the Clippers handle one of those games if you come down with three minutes left and they're up a bucket, down a bucket, up four, down four. But in terms of talent, I mean, you got Joey Glenn. I mean, you can go a long way just with him. Right. Yeah, Glenn's 6'4", missed the better part of the season early on with a leg injury, but is back and is basically a double-double factory inside for Portsmouth. Well, I think you brought up an interesting point. They've been victorious, and, and a lot of the games have been decided by double figures as well. That was maybe one of the concerns for Coach Mulby, if there is a large concern of being undefeated, is, is how your team would react to a tight game potentially a tournament game if it's uh, just a couple of possessions difference down the stretch. Is that something that, that you think is legit, or is that something maybe we, we just kind of look to talk about in the media, so to speak? I mean, it, I mean, I mean, factually, it is a talking point because it's a point we're currently talking about. Uh, it's just you look under, under the standings, you look at Bedford sitting in second. Bedford gave Portsmouth a good game um, on the seacoast. Uh, but still earlier in the season, I saw Bedford at Nashua South. They were down 11 with 2.20 to go. They came back and won that game by a single point. So those are the types of games if you you know you believe you can win those games because you're in them and win them when the, the chips are down and the stakes are high. Then you know you know you look at for the advantage, you look for the edge. That it, it's something. Right. You know, Portsmouth hasn't had one of those real grinds yet this season. Still, I mean, they could be like 95 University of Nebraska football and roll through the state tournament. Just roll through everyone. But you know, you know, after the game against Bedford. Uh, 
head coach uh, Mark Elmendorf of the Bulldogs specifically said to me, we, we can beat this team. You know, not that we will, not that we should, but that we you know we, we can. And I think there's other teams. You look at Exeter, you look at Winnicott. Spalding is a real wild card. Merrimack is in there. Merrimack plays a really slow down style that if you get kind of zonked out uh, by that style, you know they can kill 18 minutes of basketball on right. you and only score five or six points. So, you know, Portsmouth isn't untouchable, but you, I mean, anyone who thinks they are anything other than the favorite has uh, has a, the head a bit up in the clouds. Nick Anastas, Coach Mike Bellevue here with Mike Abelson of the New Hampshire Union Leader. We're hoping to be joined shortly by Joe Marshallena of NHHighSchoolSports.com. Of course, our FNL winner game of the week is Nashua North and BG. The teams are warming up here at the Nashua North Gymnasium. Let's bring in Coach Bellevue. And, well, Coach, I don't know how much of that previous conversation you caught, but we were talking about the D1 field, specifically the team at the top, the Portsmouth Clippers and how maybe a close game in the regular season could help them out, win or lose in the uh, in the tournament, seeing that they've won so many games by 10-plus points. As a former coach, obviously, with Sal Hegan for 18 years, your thoughts on that? Does a dominant team need to be tested going into the tournament? I really think they do, and they haven't been. And uh, I'm surprised by that, but they're just well-coached by Jim Mulvey. They're so deep, Cody Graham and company, and then we saw... We saw Joey Glenn the other night just absolutely dominate the basketball game down low. They're a great team, but they I think they need one or two real tough nail biters going in just to see where they're at come tournament time. Uh, it's just been a little too easy for them, and I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded by that. Yeah. The rest of the field, of course, includes Bedford. They include Spalding. Those two teams getting together tonight up in Rochester. Talked about Exeter. We talked a little bit about Merrimack Winnicott, a team that has kind of flown under the radar. They're in a, a top-four position, at least at the moment, record-wise. Your thoughts, I guess, on that next tier in Division One? Well, we saw Bedford early in the year, and Coach uh, Elmendorf's team certainly played unbelievable defense that night against Merrimack. I like Bedford. I think they're clearly in the next tier. You're right, calling out Winnicott as a sleeper. I really I think that they're a team that can do some damage in the tournament. And, you know, every time we see Merrimack, you know, come this late spring, I mean, come early spring here, tournament time, they always seem to get things fixed and right. shore it up. And, right. and Merrimack, there. Is, Merrimack is the type of team, you know, I saw them a couple times back in the Chick-fil-A Christmas tournament at, at Nashville South back in December. They slow it down. They'll run a four-minute possession on you. They'll grind you down because, you know, they'll willingly say they don't have many scoring options. Ian Cummings, a very, very talented shooter, but a lot of energy guys, guys like uh, uh, Danny McKillop, uh, Vanacek is really good. Alex Thornton is another good guy on the inside. They have no problem grinding it down and winning 33-29. to 29. They will gladly take that game. If, you know, a win's a win. You know, it doesn't have to be pretty. This isn't figure skating. This isn't right. skateboarding. We're not, co you know, coaching, you know, looking for style points. So the thing with Merrimack is they can lose a game by, you know, 50-something 50, 50 to 19 or whatever it was against Bedford all those weeks ago. But then they can also beat very good teams playing games that are 65-70 combined points. Um, you bring up Winnicott a minute ago. They host Portsmouth uh, this this upcoming Friday night. Great opportunity. You know there's going to be a huge crowd down there in Hampton up on the seacoast. So, you know, an opportunity for uh, Winnicott to show the state, hey, we belong. We're not just a paper lion here. Right. And, uh, you know, with Portsmouth in town, they'll, they'll get everything they can ask for. 
Again, this is the FNL Winter Game of the Week here. It's presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Bask now with new imaging options. Find out more at both bedfordsurgical.com and baskimaging.com by Apple Therapy. Proud supporters of the 2017 Student Athlete of the Year Scholarship Program. Nominate your son or daughter at appletherapy.com. Closing in on the opening tip between Nashua North and BG, both teams at the 500 mark. And, and Coach Bellevue, we've seen North not only this year, but last year when they were the number one seed after the regular season heading into the tournament. They lost, obviously, a talented point guard in the offseason. They started out very slow, 0-4. But here they are at 7-7. Seven seven. They've won four of their last five, and that's a team nobody's going to want to see in the first round. No, not at all. I mean, you're right, though. The, the loss of Ronnie Silva, he was an electrifying point guard that could really fill it from beyond the arc. That was huge. And it may have taken them a month or so to kind of get their sea legs under him. But yeah. I love this kid, Alonzo Linton. He's a good ball player for them. He's a double-double kind of kid. He can, uh, he can take it to the cup with the best of them. And they're playing good ball of late. This should be a fun one tonight. Mike, you know, what about on, on some of these potential road teams in the first round let's say the uh the nine through 16s yeah, in the standings north obviously is is dangerous who else do you think we should keep an eye on i mean you have to look at national south i mean there are other teams sitting there right now seven and seven seven and eight they're right in the thick of it kevin janelle max osgood uh, richie mccardo coming off the bench well, janelle maybe one maybe the best pure point guard in the entire state i mean he's definitely in that argument so when you have that type of talent you know again they were up on bedford with two minutes left um, at, at their house, and the, the floor just collapsed under them. They couldn't. They couldn't maintain possession. They kept turning it over. Couldn't close it. Yeah, I mean, one of those things that you know, in a in a nightmare, couldn't happen. It happened in real life. But this is a team that they have players that can shoot it. They have a really good big on the inside, Max Osgood, going to the University of Rhode Island for football. So he's got size. He's got really good hands. Um, and the big thing with Osgood is that he can pass it. So if you know you got you you may play a really tight defense, but if you have a big guy on the inside that can pass the ball get him to him on the block, force the defense to collapse on, then he kicks it out to a shooter for a three. You know, you hit you hit your shots. You can you can beat a Portsmouth. You can beat a Bedford. You can beat an Exeter, despite maybe having slightly inferior talent because the three-pointer never lies. Well, again, we're here getting set for the opening, opening tip here. Still a few minutes left as the game, the girls game. First part of this girls-boys doubleheader went a little bit late. That was a 58-34 victory for Bishop Girton. Those Girton girls, they're a, they're a heck of a ball club. Yes. Running 12-13 deep in that rotation. Yeah, perennially they're uh, one of the top teams in Division One, really along with Bedford, and it may be that showdown again this season. Well, we're hoping to get Joe Marshallina on here once he's done with, with his duties. And here he comes. Let's bring him in from NHHighSchoolSports.com. And, Joe, let's talk a little bit about oh, the, the Cardinals. You guys hear me all right? Oh, you are, are hot. You hear me okay? You okay. are hot, sir. All the heavy hitters I'm going to be perfectly tonight. honest. This is the first time I've seen, uh, hard to believe, but first time I've seen BG this year. I, I have not seen them at all. Mm. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm actually I'm really interested in it because we were talking about earlier that we were both kind of surprised that they're a 500 team this year. No one... The coaching change and just some some losses they had in terms of players from last year. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of Coach uh, Matt Regan. You know what he did over at Pelham, I thought was remarkable, uh, and I think that in a couple of years we're going to be talking about him over here 
at BG is probably one of the best coaches in the state, one of the best programs. He's certainly one of the young, hot names, a young guy, um, and he seems to have found a way to get his team to buy into what he's doing right away, hence the seven victories. Um, I, I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, you look at what he did the last two years there. I know Pelham was in Division Three, but arguably two years ago they were the best team in the state. Um, you know, that team led by Keith, last two years led by Keith Brown, uh, the best player in the state. You know, th if you see that at another program and that coach then comes and takes over the team that you're playing for, I don't know how you don't buy into that. I completely agree. He's an outstanding coach, and uh, he did some great things with Pelham. And Keith Brown, oh, you can't hear me. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Oh, no, no, we we can all hear. We can all hear everyone right now. Oh, okay. Easily. Just try and speak a little louder, I guess. Joe does not have headphones. Full disclosure. Yeah, I was just saying what a joy it was to watch Keith Brown last year for Pelham. He was a great, great basketball player. But we got some good ones on the floor tonight to, to feature. Should be a real good game. Joe, your thoughts on on Nashua North? The, the slow start, obviously, for the Titans. They were 0-4, but... Here they are. They've won, yeah. they've won four out of five. Yeah, you look at what they did early in this season. They lost their season opener to Salem by one yep. uh, in a game they easily could have won. Um, you know, they lose, um, I believe, to Merrimack by one. They lost to Alvern by six, I, I believe. They're a team that could easily be. They had a fourth um, quarter you know, lead over Memorial in right. the game we they, did. They, yep. they could be a team that we're talking about maybe getting a home seed, uh, maybe, maybe even in, in the conversation for a bye if they win a couple of those games. Um, and I think the best thing for them is that they got a lot of players. You look at Alonzo Litton, Sky Boykin. Those are guys that are going to be back. Casey Lane is going to be back next year. So I think maybe this is probably a season where they're building blocks for next season. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Joe, we appreciate it. Hey, no problem. And uh, actually, before we let, let's let's get the plug in here oh, for the okay, uh, yeah for the I, new um, yearbook with the wrestling. Another, yeah, I'm actually I'm, yeah I'm going to do another yearbook this year. Um, kind of a, a smaller one than the football uh on wrestling going to focus mainly on the media champions coming up this saturday yep uh gonna have you know pictures and results from all the weight classes uh you know i think it's going to turn out the, the football one turned out fantastic i think this one's going to be just as good uh you know you can find it uh nh-highschoolsports.com um there's a story on the top there you just click on that there's a link there to buy it and you'll be shipping end of march it's it should be for everybody uh, that's a fan of wrestling for sure on, on their gift list. Thank you, Joe. Oh, thank you, guys. That's Joe Marshallana, Mike Abelson. We thank him as well from the New Hampshire Union Leader. Coming up, the opening tip, Nashua North and Bishop Girton, a Gate City rivalry renewed here in February of 2017. Right back to Nashua North in a moment. You're listening to the FNL Winter Game of the Week presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers right here on ESPN New Hampshire on TuneIn and online at ESPNNHradio.com. Well, one of the things I've always tried to be respectful of is the national anthem. Whether it's an athletic event or, you know, rub a chicken dinner on the uh, political side, doing it as a newsman. So I have just successfully filled in the last couple seconds of them completing the national anthem at Nashville North. Now let's settle down and listen to a basketball game. Half number one, BG at Nashville North. Once again, here's Nick Anastas. Thank you, Tim. Start of the first half here. Opening tip right around the corner. Nashua North and Bishop Girton both looking to jump above the 500 mark. Each team entering tonight's contest 
at 7-7. Seven and seven. BG led by first-year head coach Matt Regan, formerly of Pelham High School, made the jump in the offseason, replacing longtime head coach Jim Mignall. And Stephen Lane is, of course, on the Nashua North sidelines yet again tonight. North in their home whites. Dark blue lettering, light blue trim. It says Titans across the chest. BG in their road greens, gold and white are the trim. And the tip is won by the Cardinals. And we are underway here at Nashville High. A good crowd. Second part of this girls-boys doubleheader. Curtin going to operate here right to left. Nashville North opening up at a man-to-man. A jump shot from straight away. In and out. No good there by Pat Donovan, the senior. Offensive rebound, though, for Giannis. Nyantenji able to go up and in with the left hand. Able to score it despite being triple team near the basket. So a second chance opportunity. Puts BG in front 2-0. Cardinals now on the defensive end for the first time. They also open up in a man-to-man. 30 seconds in. Here's Sky Boykin. Flashy guard. And to get rid of it, though, comes near side. For sharpshooter Casey Lane. He's closed out. Up top now to Linton, the team's leading scorer. Down the near side of the lane. Nice banker. Up and in. Got it over the BG big man, Mike Rinko, to tie it at two. Alonzo Linton coming down the right side of the lane. Beautiful touch off the window. 2-2. Here is Rinko in the near corner. BG looking to retake the lead here right to left. Just one minute gone by in this first quarter. No shot clock in the NHIAA as we know. Mike Alanok with his first touch. Leaves it now to the far side. Rinko inside out. Sets up a long shot for Clay Cowell. No good. Offensive rebound though again for Yen Tenji. And he goes up with the left hand. Very athletic Nick right there. Great offensive rebound. And then elevating and laying in with the offhand. He's got all four for BG the senior. Meanwhile the answer is there. The big fella. That was, who was that, Hisco? I, I took my eye off. Or no, excuse me, it was uh, Zurich, I think, right? It was 41. Oh, there's Ryan Lint ties the game at two. Yeah, that's who it is. Rosters they gave us are a little bit small printed. Yes. Meanwhile, two minutes in, game tied at four. Another long Cardinals possession here as they work right to left. Up top, Crowell. The Yang Tangi into the lane, and a jump ball is called. Good defense there as Norse Lynn able to get his left hand on it to force the tie up midair. Possession arrow favors the Titans. And now North will look for their first lead with the game tied at four. Looks like both teams playing man-to-man defense. Coach Lane up near midcourt, barking out the play. Here's Linton, got a one-on-one on the near side, trying to bull his way to the rim, and he's thumped and fouled, I believe, on the floor. Took it right at Yang Tenji. And tipped his shoulder into the defender's chest. Foul on Yingtangi is first. And the first foul either way here. Two and a half minutes into this first quarter. We're tied at four. Linton off the inbound. Near block. Spins to his wow. left and hits it over Yingtangi for two more. His teammate on the bench gets up and quickly points out. Just feed Alonzo. Just feed him. Meanwhile, Rinko draws a foul on the other end. Quick burst into the lane. And I think he's headed to the line here. No, nope. It'll be side out of bounds here. Baseline out of bounds. Foul on the floor first. Before the short shot went up. First foul against Nashua North. I believe it was on lane. 
Coach Lane now along the baseline here in the near corner. Trying to coach up the defense. Looks like a matchup zone. Down low, it's Rinko. Finds room and scores off the glass with the right hand. That's just pretty ball movement right there by the BG Cardinals to find Rinko for the laydown. Ooh. Six here. Well, Boykin, a killer crossover. Fadeaway, though, is short on the near side of the lane. Rebound on into the rim for Rinko, and the Cardinals come right to left. Rinko into the front court. 6-6 six, six to score. BG looking to retake the advantage. Rinko up top with the smaller Boykin on him. Wants a ball screen. Puts it on the deck and is stripped by Buckmeyer. Buckmeyer then loses it at midcourt. He's knocked down and fouled. And the Titans will retain possession. A good steal there on the drop-down double team by Jordan Buckmeyer, forcing the first BG turnover of the night. Well, these two guards are electric. Jordan Buckmeyer and Sky Boykin for the North Titans. Love having a solid backcourt like that come tournament time. Foul on Donovan, his first team's third, as he ran into Buckmeyer, knocking him down. Coming up on the midway point here in the first quarter, 6-6. North wants their first lead. Linton, jump shot near side of the lane. Short. Rebound to Ying Tangi. And the Cardinals come right to left. Alanok up ahead for Rinko. Baseline J near side, up and in. A long two there. Second field goal for Mike Rinko, the 6-4 senior. He's got BG in front again, 8-6 midway through this first period. I like that. Found the open man, Rinko. Catch, square it up, drop it down, 15 Cardinals again looking for a stop in the man-to-man -man as the Titans show patience here on the offensive end. On the near wing, they lob it inside. Lane, a tough catch, and he scores from the near block. Able to turn to his right and bank it in. He's got four points. And back and forth we go in this first quarter. Eight, eight, three and a half to play. Big fellow showed some nice feet down there, a little drop step. Used the window to his advantage. Very pretty. Near side, catch and fire three. John Begley, too strong. Weak side rebound goes to North, hauled in by Casey Lane. Lane will swing it. Buckmeyer now for the Titans with a baseline. Jay up and in far side. No hesitation out of Jordan Buckmeyer from the left base. Catch and fire. He's got Coach Lane clapping his hands. North with their first lead of the game, 10-8. Three minutes to go, first quarter. Cardinals want it back. Over the top, skip pass. Taken by Donovan. Three on the way. Too strong. Ball tipped and batted out of bounds. It'll stay with the Cardinals. Last touch by Linton. We tried to tip it to his teammate, but tipped it out of bounds with the left hand. Meanwhile, Coach Lane goes to the bench for the first time. The first round of Titan substitutions onto the floor, including Vishvak Vadival, the 6'5 backup center. Senior now. Trying to play defense here on Ringo. Ringo shot no, but a foul. And another strong move by the 6'4 senior. Draws a whistle. Foul is on lane, his first for the Titans. 10-8 north here. Inside of three minutes now, first quarter. And again, BG the inbound from the far baseline as they work right to left. The set up Donovan, far corner three, is off the side iron. Ball is tipped, and a foul now is called on the rebound. Yeah, coming over the back. Beyond Clay Crowell. It's five senior. Definitely went over the back here on the near side. So the fouls piling up both ways here. Four team fouls each. 10-8 Titans inside of three minutes. And again, Coach Lane roving the north sideline, instructing the offense. Titans looking for their biggest lead in the first two possession difference of the game. Far side off the screen. Chris Barrett just checked in. Leaves it up top for Vadi Val. Near side for Pat McCarthy, who also just came on. 
Nowhere to go. Back up top for Linton. Linton, star scorer, puts it on the deck. Left hand dribble, top of the key, switches to the right, fades, and gets a friendly roll. Got it from 12 feet and got it over Rinko's third field goal. Linton leads all scores with six. It's 12-8. Nashua North, they scored six straight. BG looking for the answer. Victor Gioletto has just checked in. He's got the ball here in the near corner. Up top for Rinko. They'll swing it left side now into the far corner. Inside of two minutes. Lengthy BG possession. Yentengi inside. Drops it for Rinko on the far baseline back to the basket. Now up top. Three-pointer by Alanok is up and in. Little inside-out game. First field goal for Alanok, the six-foot swing man. BG back within one at 12-11. Great ball movement by the Cardinals. Linton now fires a three from the far wing and knocks it down with a right hand. He's feeling it, Nick. And there's a timeout right there. He's feeling it. Coach Regan wants to talk it over. Titans with their largest lead. They matched their largest lead from a moment ago. 15-11. With inside of a minute and a half to go in this opening quarter. We welcome you again inside of Nashua North Gymnasium. A good crowd here as we expected it would be with this intra-city rivalry here. Both teams trying to fight for that eighth win and get above 500. Yeah, real real pivotal game tonight in terms of the standings and the seeds and all of that as we move forward. And both teams come out very sharp, I think, offensively, moving the ball around, yeah. finding the open man, taking good quality shots. Only one total turnover between the two teams. Our coverage tonight, of course, presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Bask with new imaging options. Find out more at bedfordsurgical.com and baskimaging.com. And by Apple Therapy, proud supporters of the 2017 Student Athlete Scholarship Program. Nominate your son or daughter today at appletherapy.com. Little press out of the timeout by the Titans. It's broken right to left by North. But Intenki's shot is short in the lane. The rebound to Linton. Now Linton left to right. Linton the left to the floor, short on the layup. And the ball tipped out of bounds along with a whistle. Do we have a foul here? Yes, we do. Comes under the basket. And it's going to go against the Titans. It's on Body Val, who went over the back. That, I believe, is the fifth team foul against the Titans. BG again facing man-to-man -man pressure. They get it into Rinko, and the big man wants to clear it out. Comes right to left into the front court. Now attacks Body Val down the far side of the lane and gets a roll off the window. Strong move. I mean, he showed some strong hands in the lane right there, and then he faded away and from six feet, banked it home. Rinko with six of the Cardinals, 13. BG within two. 40 seconds to go in this first period. Linton here deep on the far wing as the Titans work left to right. He's got Ntengi on him. He baits the defender, now comes down the near side of the lane, leaves it underneath for Lottie Val. Oh. One dribble too strong, though, on the layup attempt. Offensive rebound, weak side goes to North. They get a travel on North. But a travel on the rebound is called against Pat McCarthy. And the ball is turned back over to BG with 23 seconds remaining on this first quarter clock. Now Vadi Val comes out. A smaller lineup is on as Buckmeyer returns for Nashua North. And also Chris Barrett is going to check out as Casey Lane comes back on. Full court press from the Titans. Cardinals look to break right to left. Down by two. A chance to tie or take the lead before the end of the quarter. Rinko, looks like, wants to set it up for the last shot as he comes into the front court. Down now to just 10 seconds in this first half. Far side, Alanok on the wing. 
Up top, he leaves it for Joe Hyatt. Back to the basket now. It's Rinko in the lane. Skip pass, far corner. Allen off, blocked out of bounds with the left hand by McCarthy. That's got the student section clapping their hands and they're on their feet. That will end the first quarter. A competitive back and forth. First eight minutes here in the Gate City. 15-13. Nashua North leading BG right back to Nashua North in a moment. You're listening to the FNL Winter Game of the Week. It's presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. And it's right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. Library. Visit AppleTherapy.com. For the best high school basketball coverage, stay tuned with ESPN New Hampshire and FNL Winter every Tuesday night and Saturday morning. Second quarter is underway. Let's go back to Mike and Nick. Thank you, Tim. PG within two here. The Titans of Nashua North leading 18-16. Coming up on one minute gone by in this second quarter. Michael Rinko, the senior has led the Cardinals tonight with nine points so far after missing the second free throw. He's still the high man. The rebound goes to the Titans, and North comes back left to right. Both teams are 7-7 seven and seven on the season. Meanwhile, Boykin with a pretty move sets up a long two from the far baseline for the big man, Ryan Lynn, in and out. Offensive rebound to Buckmeyer, and he's fouled on the way back up. Hit over the back. He'll shoot two. North. At a four-point lead at the end of one. BG's largest lead was just two. And again, the Titans, as usual, led by the junior, Alonzo Linton, who has gotten off to a hot start with nine points, although the 6'4 junior right now at the head of the bench speaking with Coach Lane. That looks like he's coming right back into the game. He's their scorer. They need him on the floor. But that was a pretty offensive rebound by Jordan Buckmeyer to get himself to the charity stripe. He really skied on that. Right-hander has the first of two free throws to make it 19-16. Again, one minute gone here in the second quarter. One more, and Buckmeyer's got that as well. Four points now for the senior guard. And the Titans are up four again, 20-16. Meanwhile, foul here on Buckmeyer. Is it on Litton? It's near midcourt on the far wing. And it's a reach-in on Litton. Coach Lane not happy. Well, we've seen both teams open up in a man-to-man defensively, and a couple minutes to go in the first quarter, we saw a full-court man out of Nashua North. Meanwhile, the Cardinals working right to left, trailing here 20-16. to Rinko up top, given plenty of, plenty of room by the defender, Lynn. Now a handoff in the far wing is for Alanoch. Pass inside, tipped, and they're going to rule it out of bounds. Litton nearly came up with a far steal in that, or rather with a steal in that far corner, but instead could not quite keep it inbounds. It'll stay with the Cardinals. PG offensively, a lot of nice set plays in the half-court game. Really moving without the ball. Good motion offense, setting screens away. Doing a nice job. Well coached. Yeah, first-year head coach Mike Regan implementing his system that won him a championship last year in Division Three with Pelham. Meanwhile, inside, it's Jan Tengi. Scored the first four for the Cardinals. Been quiet since. He's going to pull it out to the near wing. And the Cardinal offense will reset here. They trail 20-16. to 16. Rinko draws a foul. And I believe he's going to shoot two. He left his feet. Ball flew out, but he was hit on the left wrist on the far side of the lane. And the six-foot-four senior 
who again has led the Cardinals today with nine points, looking for double digits now at the line with his club trailing 20 to 16. That was a great move. I mean, he had he was really shut off. He had to do a 360 spin just to get the shot off. And it was good defense. They just caught the foul right there at the end. But this kid's a fine-looking basketball player. It's the first. He's got 10. He's now the game-size scorer. Second one in and out with the right hand. Ball is loose near side. Lane goes to the floor. He's tangled up with Rinko, and a foul is called. It's on Rinko, guilty of a push. Right in front of the Titan bench. So Nashua North will get it back. Three-point lead on the board with exactly two minutes gone in the second quarter, 20-17. to 17. Again, a good crowd as we talked about. Fans of both schools in attendance and segregated as well. You saw the sign on the way in. You were directed where to sit based on your allegiance. Up top lane for three. Hit one a moment ago. This one in and out. And a rebound of the Cardinals. The big man, Aiden Sullivan. Another big senior, 6'5", with his first rebound off the bench. Cardinals down by three. Up top, Rinko looked at the rim. Now Tangi leaves it for Rinko. Free throw line, one dribble. Fade away, up and in. Got it from the near elbow. That's two times now he's hit that little fade where it looks like he's going to get his shot blocked and he fades away just enough. Linden wants the answer from straight away. Can't get it for North, but it's tipped out by Lynn, and Linden tracks it down deep on the near side wing. Second try for the Titans on, the, on this trip. Their, their lead is just 120 to 19. Now three minutes gone, second quarter. It's pulled back out. Boykin, who has been quiet, handling. He's got Allen Ock on him. Trying to go to the far side now. Has room. Takes advantage. Fires along two. No good. And a foul again on the rebound is coming. This time it's against Lane. who went over the back of Alanok. Yeah, that was an easy one to call. Lane came from the from the cheap seats and came up and over the top. Meanwhile, I believe that that foul has put the Cardinals into a one-and-one one situation. It has. That's the 17 foul against the Titans. So free throws for BG the rest of this first half, just inside of five minutes to go. 20 to 19, and it's not Alanok, but Rinko is going to shoot two. Or rather, sorry, the one and one. Rinko again with a dozen to leave all scores. Five already in the second period. Free throw up and good. He'll earn a second. We're tied at 20. Again, both teams hoping to get above 500 with a win. The winner climbs to 8-7. and seven. The loser drops to 7-8. and eight. Rinko's second is perfect as well. This kid's having a heck of a first yeah, half. He's got really 14 is. already. 14 of their 21. It's 21-20. Titans trailing yet again. They trailed early on in the ball game, but never more than by more than two points. A little bit of a weave here as they work left to right. Cardinals still in a man-to-man. It's Boykin up top. Leaves a far quarter for Lane. Now back up top to Boykin. Eyes the rim. Trying to post up Linton inside, but they're fronting the post. Swing it back up top, and now the pass entry is caught under the rim by wow. Linton. Goes up, nearly got it to drop, but a foul is called. He was hit on the right elbow and nearly got it up over the lip of the rim, but it bounced off the back iron and out. But again, the foul called, so Linton will shoot two and a chance to put the Titans back in front as they, as they trail 21-20 just about midway through this second period. Free throw will roll around the rim and drop for Linton on the first of two. He's the first Titan to double figures with ten. Just an unbelievable presence around the rim. He was able to jump up and two people hanging from him, catch it, and nearly deliver the 
three-point play. As it is, he only makes one out of the two free throws. Missed the second one off the back iron. Rebound to the Cardinals. Now a zone press here from the Titans. Take a 1-2-2. It's broken right to left. And the Cardinals get an inside shot, but they can't finish it. It's Sullivan who missed from point black range. Then the rebound tipped out to North. To the rim goes Boykin. No. And then the follow by Linton is going to result in the foul. Linton slammed to the floor. Pretty move by Boykin to set up a right-hand shot. He went short. And then Linton crashing the offensive glass. Draws a foul against the Cardinals. And we'll head to the free throw line here with inside of four minutes to go. In this second period, we're tied at 21. Yeah, Boykin grabbed the ball at midcourt, immediately went behind his back to get himself free into the rim. Athletic move, just couldn't finish. Linton, great athletic offensive rebound follow-up, and he makes the first of his two free throws. Linton, the junior with 11, came in averaging nearly 20 a game. Best on the squad. He was a scorer last year as a sophomore at the varsity level. Part of a Titans score. Wound up as the number one seed heading into the D1 tournament. He's got the second one there. He's got a dozen. Two for two trip. Puts the North Titans back in front. 23-21. And again, it's a 1-2-2. Three-quarter court zone defense. It's broken again right to left. And Tengi forced one at the rim short, but tipped back out to Alanok. Swung to the near side wing now for Rinko. And he'll go back across. Half-court zone look from the Titans. 1-3-1, I think with Boykin at the top. He's going to shoot it. Near side, Rinko in front of a standing coach lane. Brings it into the near corner. And Yang Tengi. Coming up on three minutes to go in this first half. North on the defensive end looking for a stop. BG hoping to tie it inside. And Tengi got the left-hand hook. Great it's elevation in the lane. Great elevation. Here goes Litton on the other end with a yeah. reversal that nearly went. Yep, too strong though, and a rebound along the baseline to Ying Tengi. We're tied at 23. BG a chance again for the lead here. Rinko in the high post. Ball on his left hip. Hands off to Alanon. Now it's Rinko flashing on the near side of the lane, draws a double team. Kicked out here to Donovan. Donovan on the near wing just checked in. Yantengi up top now. Wants a ball screen from Sullivan. Can't shake Buckmeyer. Comes near side. Again, Coach Lane just standing watching his defense. It's been effective. Skip over the top. Taken by Donovan. Far corner. High post. Rinko. Far elbow. One dribble. Stranded in the high post. Up top to Yantengi. Trying to bull into a double team. Kick near side. Alanok a three. It is short. And the air ball is collected in the lane for Nashua North. Rebound to Buckmeyer. Up ahead, Linton into the front court. Near wing three is too strong from McCarthy. And tipped out to BG. Cardinals right to left into the front court. Still tied at 23, now inside of two minutes. Oh. Rinko a big step in the lane, but short on the shot. Rebound off the front iron to Alonzo Linton. Left to right, the North Junior into a crowd. Runner, no good there on the banker. Tipped, offensive rebound. Buckmeyer back up right hand, banker no. Back iron, finally a defensive rebound for BG. As Dintengi rips it away from a crowd. Lit on the basket at both ends here as both teams have gone cold. Final 90 seconds, second quarter, still tied at 23. BG going to take a breath yeah, here on the offensive end. Slowing it down a little bit, you're right. It's, it's, it's not holding for a last one or anything. It's just take a break, get this pace under control. Been a low scoring second quarter, however. Meanwhile, Rinko splits a double team and draws a foul. Flinging a shot wildly up 
off the back iron, but the senior will head back to the free throw line. He's, he's made his living at the stripe in this first half. He's got 14, got 14 points. Yeah, to lead all scores. He'll shoot into the Nashua North cheerleaders here, right to left. With the Nashua North student section off to his right, making noise. Free throw around the rim and out, no good. It comes with a minute 13 to go, second quarter. Game still tied at 23, and subs coming for the Titans. Litton going to come off the floor, their leading scorer. And the two big men, Ryan Lynn and Vishvak Vadival, are back on. Kind of a twin tower look for the Titans. Second free throw for Rinko is up and in. The Cardinals are back in front, 24-23. And Rinko gets a much-needed rest. And he shouldered the offense. The half. About 15 of the 24 for the visitors. Coming up on one minute remaining until halftime. Titans left to right. They want the lead back. Down by one. Far side, Boykin. Up top, Vadival. Near side now a touch for Sean Deserick, who played briefly in the first period and just returned. McCarthy a drive near side of the baseline. Nowhere to go. Back now between the circles for Boykin. BG, they've been in that half-court man-to-man set defensively the entire first half. Again, no shot clock in the NHIAA. Inside of 40 seconds, first half. Boykin, crossover move into the lane, blocked by Nyangtengi. Out of bounds. Kind of fired it over the shoulder, and then the senior came over with the left hand and said, no dice for you. Nyangtengi with an unbelievable block in the lane. Boykin, pretty creative-looking shot there, as you said, Nick. With his back to the basket, trying to lay it in his way. Linton just came back in, got the basketball on the inbound, and powered it up off the glass for two. He's got 14 of his own, and he's got the Titans back in front, 25-24. Final 20 seconds. BG right to left. Down the lane, Donovan. Loose ball, collected on the baseline. Stolen away by North. Linton into the front court, left to right. 10 seconds. Pulls up. Elbow J there is short. Kept alive by McCarthy, but saved to BG. BG trying to run, and now Litton commits a Ooh. foul at midcourt as he two? gets a piece of the wrist of Donovan. It's at least a one and one here. It comes with inside of five seconds to go in this first half. Four and a half seconds to be exact. BG a chance for locker room, maybe. 25-24, they trail. Yeah, and just, I thought it might be his third foul, and that would have been a tough one to pick up with four and a half seconds to go. But I think it's just his second foul. So free throws for Donovan. It's a one and one, and he gets the friendly roll to tie the game. That's Donovan's first point. Six-foot senior guard. Meanwhile, a sub, Yang Tengi comes out, heads to the Cardinal bench. Fellow big man, Aiden Sullivan, is back on. Again, four and a half seconds to go. One shot for BG. They want to break the tie. We're tied at 25. The right-hander takes his time, dips his knees, fires, and hits. Two for two trip there for the veteran Donovan. BG with the lead. Coach Lane calls a timeout. Nashua North wants to draw something up here, Coach. Yeah. They got to go again, I think, the length of the floor. I think they do have to go the length of the floor because they didn't inbound. And uh, I know in college. You see how they handle this. In college, they're allowed to advance the basketball after a timeout from a make to nearly midcourt. I think the old school version of the rule is still in place though in the NHIAA that they have to go the, the length of the floor I think and that appears to be the, the case based on where the officials are standing right now 
First time out of this first half by Nashua North. Coming up at halftime, Tim Glenday back in our ESPN New Hampshire studios will get you a not-a-town scoreboard update. We'll recap the first half here and get some stats as well. It's coming up at halftime. Four and a half seconds, 26-25. Nashua North with the lead. I'm sorry, they're down one. They're trying to go the length of the floor, and they draw a foul on the inbound. Wow. Boykin was grabbed, trying to free himself up. Had his right arm grabbed by Michael Ellenock. And that's a mistake there for the Cardinals because free Shoot. throws are coming now for Boykin. A little bit of a little bit of time came off the clock. It went from 4.5 seconds down to 3.8. Yeah, last thing BG wanted to do was put North on the line to steal some points here at the end of the half. Boykin who has not scored in this first half. At the free throw line, a 5'6 junior guard who is cat quick. Free throw short, offensive rebound. Lynn goes back up, partially blocked out of bounds. It'll stay with the Titans. And now Linton is going to be sent back in, maybe for the final shot here with 1.3 to go. Again, the Titans looking for the lead at halftime. The inbound will come on the near side of the baseline. Titans working left to right. They stack it up along the near side of the lane. Coach Regan, meanwhile, waving his right hand at the defense. In it comes, fadeaway shot from the near corner is short by Chris Barrett. And that will do it for the first half of action here in the Gate City. 26-25, a back and forth first half. BG in front by the slimmest of margins here. A one-point edge, 26-25. Yeah, very few turnovers in the first quarter. A little bit, a little bit sloppier in the second quarter, and that's reflected on the scoreboard. But... Uh, all in all, pretty well-played basketball game here is indicated by a one-point BG lead over the National North Titans. 